Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome tonight to our series finale of our At The Movies series, as well as our PM service finale for the next short while. Uh, We thought we'd bring an extra cinematic experience for you tonight, and throughout the message, you will be served popcorn at your seat. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we kick off the message with our first clip. Well, welcome to church tonight. I know some of you thought we're watching the whole movie. We're not. I mean, if you're um, new or visiting and you're like, what the heck are we doing watching a movie? We're in our At The Movies um, series where we preach from the Word of God, but we, we use clips from movies to help us illustrate our points. And tonight we're using Lion King as well as the Word. So I want to pull this scene apart. So Simba is born. Uh, this, this opening scene is very symbolic. There's the pride rock, the big pride rock that Rafiki holds Simba up on top of. And the, the, the pride rock represents a legacy. It represents a legacy of kings, of rulers of the land. And so this, this uh, opening scene where Simba's raised, it symbolizes that he was born purpose to be part of a legacy. So he didn't do anything to earn being part of this legacy or he's a baby I've had three kids and when they're babies they pretty much do this that's pretty much all they do they don't earn anything Simba hadn't earned his place to be born part of a legacy no it was simply who his father was simply because of who his father was he was born purpose to be a part of a legacy now I want to read Jeremiah 1 verse 5 will come up on the screen. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And in Colossians 1.16, it says we were created by God, through God, and for God. See, you were born purposed to be a part of a legacy. You were born purposed. We'll talk about the legacy that we were born to be a part of at the end. Each of my points, essentially, there's three points, and the first two are half points. And they're going to point to something at the end to bring it all together. But our first point is that you were born purpose. But life doesn't always go according to plan. See, Simba was born to be king. He was meant to be raised by Mufasa, prepped and trained and taught by Mufasa, the king, to take over and be king. But Scar had other plans. Scar comes in and, and Scar sets up a scene. He tricks Simba, manipulates Simba to be in a place so that Simba played a part in his own father's death. After he, after he plays a part, it's not his fault, it's really Scar's fault, but still Simba played a part in his father's death and, and straight after, Mufasa is killed by Scar and Simba played a part of it. Scar comes up to Simba and gets in his ear and he says, you're disqualified. You're disqualified for the legacy you were born purposed for. You're disqualified from it and then tries to have him killed. And so Simba runs away. 
And it's right at this point when Simba runs away that we pick up in clip number two. The Hakuna Matata life. Sometimes when things don't go to plan, sometimes when we think we're disqualified from what we were born to be, we, who cares? Life turns us back on you, you turn your back on life. Hakuna Matata. See, Simba was born to be part of a legacy, but he became part of something terrible. And right at the start of that scene, a pivotal moment when, when Timon asks Simba, hey Simba, where are you from? He goes, it doesn't matter, I can't go back. See, right there, the words of Scar affected Simba and Simba disqualified himself. Doesn't matter, I can't go back. You know, I think something that's so sad is when we disqualify ourselves. I wanted to ask you, what have you disqualified yourself from? Maybe there's a place or a purpose, a calling, a God dream that has been stirred up in you, but you feel like you're disqualified. You've disqualified yourself and you go, oh, well, who cares? I'm just going to live my life. I'm just going to do the Hakuna Matata thing. I think it's one of the saddest things when someone disqualifies themselves. In fact, in the Bible, what I've learned that I think so many times it's what we actually think disqualifies us is what qualifies us to be used by God. I spoke in 8.30 last week and spoke about Sarah and Abraham and how they disqualified themselves. So they were, they were holding on to a promise of having a child. They were waiting for the how. And uh, when they were told how they would have a child, that they would conceive a child themselves, they laughed. Because he was 100 and she was 90. And I talked about the laughable how is the how that God uses to fulfill promises because it's, prom- it's the how that gives him glory. And so the exact thing that Abraham and Sarah thought disqualified them, their age, is what qualified them to be a part of a miracle that God could do and show up and do. That's a whole other message in itself. But life happens. Stuff happens. Doesn't always go to plan. And sometimes we disqualify ourselves and we can start living that hakuna matata life. And when we choose to live that way, when we choose to walk away from our purpose or our calling and we think we can decide our own purpose, we decide our own calling, that we've lost this. Here's the thing. I want to read Romans 9 verse 20. It says, Who are you, a mere human being, to question God? Shall what is formed tell who formed it what it was formed for? Should who, the person who formed you, should creation, the thing that was created, tell the creator what it was created for? See, the thing is, you never earned, you never earned the qualification. You, you never qualified yourself. The same way Simba didn't qualify himself to be born purpose, to be part of a legacy, you never, you never qualified yourself to be born to be part of a legacy. The legacy that we're born to be a part of, we'll talk about at the end. But you never qualified yourself. And our point number two is that purpose isn't lost. You don't lose what God purposed you to do. We were born purpose to be a part of this legacy. And being a part of this legacy is something you cannot lose. Simba was reminded by Rafiki in this next scene we're about to watch. Simba's reminded that, no, he was born 
He was born and just simply because of who his father was, he was born into a legacy and he doesn't lose that purpose no matter what he did. But when he's reminded of who he is, is when he returns to what he was purposed for. And this is going to bring it all together. So I want you to really watch this clip. It goes for about five minutes with a whole heap in it and it's going to tie it all together. So let's watch the last clip. Simba returns straight after that bit, he runs off. I was going to wait so we could all clap, but for time's sake, we'll leave it there. Simba returns. He returns to be king. He returns to be part of the legacy he was purposed for. And he was reminded that his purpose isn't lost by what he's done. But there's a line in there right when Mufasa first appeared, and I want to use it to bring all this together. He said, you've forgotten who you are, and so you've forgotten me. And I want to flip that and just flip it the other way. You've forgotten who you are, so you've forgotten me, and so you have forgotten who you are. If you're confused by that, I think it's something God would say to us, that we've forgotten who God is, and so we've forgotten who we are. See, we're Christians. We're called to be Christ-like. The legacy that we are born purposeful is the legacy of Jesus Christ, to be like Him. And we never lose the purpose of being a part of Jesus' legacy. It's who we're created to be. But when we forget who He is, when we forget who Jesus is, when we forget who our God is, we forget who we are. So number three is don't forget who God is. We're created by Him. We're created through Him. We're created for Him. We find life when we lay it down and, and find it in Him. It's in Him. And I wanted to remind you with what time we have left, I wanted to remind you of who our God is. I want you to picture a man. I want you to picture a man, a man standing in a circle. There's a circle and there's 20 other men and, and women. There's a crowd around this man and they're in a circle. And everyone but this man is holding a stone. If you know the Bible story, I don't want you to picture a Bible verse. I want you to picture the man. I want you to picture this and visualize this as people, as real life. This is a real person. This happened. A man standing there. There's 20 people holding stones. And in the middle of the circle, there's a girl. There's a girl on the floor, disqualified. She was a part of something it wasn't great. She was a part of something terrible and she, she disqualified herself. And there's, there's a crowd of people around holding a rock, holding a rock, wanting to disqualify her, wanting to disqualify her from life. And there's a man. This is who our God is. He says something incredible. He says, you who is faultless, throw the first stone. Now, one by one, the crowd drop their rock and walk away. But that's not just what's incredible. What, what's incredible about what he said is Jesus, the, the, our God, he is faultless. So you could, you, could, you could change what he said to this. None of you are worthy to throw a stone, only me. I'm the only person who can throw a stone. I'm the only person who can disqualify this girl. And so one by one, they drop their rocks and they walk away. This is who our God is. He sees this girl. He sees a girl that was born purpose to be a part of his legacy. He sees a girl beautifully and wonderfully made. He sees a girl who's, 
not only does he not disqualify her, even though she was part of things that were terrible, the only one person who can disqualify her, not only does he choose not to disqualify her, but he died on the cross to qualify her to be a part of his legacy. He comes down to the girl, he picks her up. He comes down to where she is in her disqualification in all the mess. He grabs her, takes her by the hand, he lifts her up and he tells her she's loved. Tells her she's loved, tells her that he doesn't disqualify her, but he died on the cross to qualify her. Now I want you to bring the crowd back and I want you to put yourself in the middle. I want you to think of everything that could disqualify you. I want you to think of everything that, that every stone that someone could hold that they would want to throw against you. Think of anything that could disqualify you, anything terrible you've been a part of. I want you to put yourself in the circle. And I want you to see the man. This is who our God is. I want you to see the man. I want you to see him walk up to you and come down to where you're at. He grabs you by the hands. He lifts you up. He tells you he loves you. Tells you you were beautifully, wonderfully made, that you were talented, you were skilled, and you were born purpose to be a part of his legacy. And not only does he not disqualify you, but he died on the cross to qualify you. But here's the thing, this is what he qualifies us for, to become a part of his legacy. He sends you on to the next circle. He sends you on, you have workplaces, family, friends, he sends you on to your friends who are in the middle of that circle. You know what we're called to be, you know what the legacy we get to be a part of? is we get to go down to the person who's disqualified in our workplace. We get to bend down with them, pick them up, tell them they're loved, tell them they're beautifully, wonderfully made, tell them that not only are they not disqualified or unqualified, but a a person named Jesus died on the cross to qualify them. The band can come up. The legacy that we were born to be a part of is the legacy of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you. You were born. You were born purpose to be a part of that legacy. And there's nothing that you can do in this life. There's a Bible that a Bible verse that says there's no mountain high enough. There's no valley low enough, no ocean wide enough. There is nothing on this earth, nothing that can keep you or separate you from God's love. Nothing. Nothing. You do not lose your purpose. Nothing causes you to lose the purpose of being born purpose to be a part of the legacy of Jesus Christ. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au. And thanks again for listening.